everyone, Velma Garns here, also known as the Valminator. I am so excited to be interviewing someone by whose name is also Velma. Her name is Velma Canaday. She has a company in which she presents tights to people that she models for people. And she has other people modeling them for her as well. So she's got a range of different tights that is essentially for everyone. She goes as large as 3X, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in the interview, so I don't want to give too much away, but I wanted, I want you to get a feel for who Velma is because she's really exciting, and I met her on Instagram, and I saw the things that she was doing, and I was so impressed by what she was doing, and I've been watching her grow and grow for a really long time, I think maybe for about a year, and I'm just so impressed with her, and I know that you will be too, so I'm extremely excited to talk with her about how she got started in the whole health and fitness field and she's just she's just amazing and exciting to talk to health and fitness has always been important to Velma Canaday and now the Williamsburg Virginia native works daily to spread the word on healthy living to others she's a graduate of Jamestown High School and she currently resides in Dallas Texas she actually has published two nutrition books so her first book is called 21 Days Crave and Fit, Go Beyond 21 Days and Make It Stick. Um, her book, this book, touches upon trends in diet and nutrition, including eating gluten-free, vegan, organic, free-range, paleo, and low-carb. Those should all sound really familiar because they are trends. But what she does, what she does is she tries to help you with whatever particular trend that you are choosing. So the book offers tips on how much sodium, sugar, fat, protein, and fiber to consume and provides more than 100 recipes for various dieting options. And what's amazing is once we start on a particular trek or dieting trend, we find ourselves looking for recipes and she already provides that within the book that she has written. And a quote from Velma Canaday is, I encourage people to pay attention to the ingredients of the foods they consume and how they can't count on companies to provide them with 100% healthy foods, Canaday says. There's so much out there that sometimes people don't know where to start and what certain things mean. And we've all tried to read the um, the labels and we all know that there's certain disguises that the labels put, even though we may have been educated about something else, what they do is they put a spin on it and then it turns into something else. And we may not realize that we could still be trying to, we could still be consuming that thing that we are trying to avoid. So her book is a follow-up to her other book, which is Melt Into Your Kick-Ass Body Food Diary, which she co-authored and self-published many years ago. So this book has more than 500 healthy meal suggestions for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And like I said, I think the hardest place to, or the place that most of us get stumped, um, especially new people who are trying to eat healthy is that we don't know what to eat. So meal suggestions, I know as a trainer, I am asked about meal suggestions all the time that it's a really good thing to be able to have something to refer to, especially healthy meal suggestions, because it can get very confusing very, very quickly, as well as space for writing daily meals and reflections for women and men looking to reach their healthy weight goal. Velma says, I never imagined I would write a book, but the opportunity prevented itself to motivate and advise people on what to eat, she explains. A lot of people came to me wanting health advice, whether it was working out or with food, they wanted a healthier lifestyle and came to me because they saw the choices I made. It was my lifestyle and everyday life that inspired the book. I wanted to see how I can make it easier for others. And I think that's extremely noble. She has been active since she was eight years old. Her sport of choice was running. She was a star athlete in track and field in high school. And if you saw her, yeah, so believable. She knows all too well how health and fitness trends go hand in hand. If you want to perform well, you also need to eat well, she says. Also, eating healthy helps you maintain your weight and prevent diseases like high blood pressure, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and some cancers. Kennedy worked as a web designer and developer in the U.S. 
in the U.S. Census Bureau for nine years before leaving her job to pursue a career helping others learn to eat healthier and get fit. In addition to writing her her own two books, she has experience with virtual virtual fitness, which of course is perfection with these two worlds that she's combined with her whole background and her knowledge and as a former athlete as well. And is sort of and she's also a certified nutrition and wellness consultant. So recently she has started selling her workout clothing, which is including leggings, yoga pants, through a business called Tights Presented by Velma, Velma Canada. So eventually she would like to create her own fitness videos as well as videos demonstrating how to grocery shop and prepare healthy meals and provide her own brand of healthy food options. Velma says, I want the average everyday person that doesn't eat healthy to know that eating healthy isn't all that bad or hard. She says, there are a lot of things that taste good that are healthy. You just have to give it a try. So I am so excited to be bringing Velma Canada to you. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. She's so much fun and bubbly. What else is new with a fitness person? But I just think you'll really appreciate her uh, for her, her for her attitude, her work ethic, and how she thinks so positively all the time. So let's get to it. Let's talk with Velma. Let me just say, and I'm going to keep this strictly conversational because I know when I listen to stuff and it sounds like that person is being interviewed, I don't know, it's not as interesting. Um, so anyway, I just want to talk about the name Velma because I was named after my grandmother too. <laughs> that's, that's where the love of the name come from. Yes, I love it. When you meet enough Velma, so, it's like, oh my God, hey girl, hey, let's be friends. <laughs> I'm weird with that. And I'm also weird with people who have my same birthday because I was born on Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, So when you, I was going to say, if you say you're born on Halloween, I'm hanging up on you now. No, I'm actually a Gemini, 526 in the house. Okay. (laughs) So I have been, I have been watching you grow from like the very beginning. Cause I think you actually started following me. I probably Um, did. I found a Velma. I said, Hey, let me (laughs) (laughs) follow this Velma. (laughs) And so then I started following your account and I was like, man, this girl is just so amazing. And I don't think I said anything to you because some things and some um, interactions can be really weird on social media. Yeah. And uh, like there's times when I've said stuff to people and then they've unfollowed me like the very next moment. And I'm like, did I come up weird or, you know? Yeah. So I've just, um, I don't know. I just wanted to watch you for a really long time. And just everything that you do was so inspiring to me, you know? Oh. And the fact that you're, you know, my namesake. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just wanted to do, be, do so well. And then I was just so proud of everything that you're doing. I mean, I know you don't know me from a can of paint, but I was just proud of everything that you were doing. And I was like, you know, she's such an entrepreneurial spirit. So I want to start there. Like, where do you feel like you get your entre- entrepreneurial spirit from? Yeah, and that's going to be a funny story because actually, um, I've never wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know how there's some people like, oh, I can't work for the man. I'm I'm not going (laughs) to let anybody tell me, you know, I'm not like that. I'm actually a very good employee. I know how to like, I'm really good with that. Like, and I don't have a problem. I don't feel like I'm less than anybody if I'm an employee of somebody else. So, um, I think there's like a stigma against that. Uh Uh-huh. But um, I became an entrepreneur. Well, I know one thing. I did want to start a restaurant. So I feel like, hey, if I'm starting a restaurant, I got to be an entrepreneur. Because <laughs> I, no, I know that you had gotten started because you don't seem like you don't know what to do next. Like, I can't imagine someone actually telling you what to do because you just seem to know what to do. Well, I think, well, I don't always know what to do right now. <laughs> if you feel, look at my brain, but <laughs> what I do let guide me is I'm a very goal oriented person. I, I mean, goals rule my life. Like I'm, that's just me. If I don't have any goals, then I'm like, well, what is life about? Right. So back to how I got to be an entrepreneur. First thing was I wanted to start a restaurant, which is still 
you know, if I won the mega millions, I'd go and start it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow in the way of that, I became, um, I started a leggings business. And that is an easier business for me to do because it's fun, it's flashy, it's an extension of my personality, um, it makes women feel good, it's not expensive, it's just it's just fun. So that came into my life and now I'm rocking and rolling it on year three. So that's kind of how that happened. So this is your third year in business. So okay, yes. let's start from the very beginning. So let's start let's talk about how you came into the health and fitness to begin with like what started you on the track into the health and fitness well keyword you use you said track so i am (laughs) i remember this (laughs) yes i am a former track star so i'm a sprinter you know district and regional champion in the one two four hundred long jump you know something like that like so i have i've been active since i was eight years old Uh And, um, in that, that doesn't mean you're always healthy because when we used to finish our track meets, they would take us to McDonald's. I would get a, you know, six piece chicken vanilla combo with the French fries and the barbecue (laughs) sauce and a Sprite. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) mine was, I just have to say this because we're we're working on so many different parallels here because mine was a fish sandwich with a fry and um, a chocolate shake. After the track meet, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so I'm not that bad. <laughs> so you're doing good. Okay, good, good. I mean, and Lord knows that wasn't real meat, so thank God for <laughs> you know a healthy transition. Exactly. <laughs> but um, so I started getting really, really into health and fitness. Well, I want to say more the health part because I'm a nutritionist as well. Mm-hmm. I got really into the health part around 2006. I started switching out my my sugars. I switched out my milk from whole milk because that you know we grew up drinking drinking whole milk, dipping your Oreo right. cookies in it, having lucky charms. <laughs> you know, watching Scooby Doo on Saturday. Um, <laughs> Belmont Scooby Doo. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so I. Um, you know, I started switching out then, but I, I really started diving into it because I, again, I got so many things I do. I used to, you know, be a web developer, a web designer. So it was probably around 2012-ish. I just stopped reading everything about uh, computer science and web design and stuff. And I just started reading everything I could about nutrition, like, you know, what food does to the body. Because number one, I was interested in keeping my six pack for as long as possible. So I felt like nutrition was the way to go because number one, I already work out. So I I don't have to worry about that. Well, um, so it's, you're also an instructor as well too, right? You're an instructor. You teach classes, correct? See, everybody thinks that I am not a fitness instructor. I am more of a nutritionist. And I only say that my interest is more on the food because if you break your leg or do something like that, you still got to eat healthy. So right. I am not really interested in the mechanics of, of uh, the physical training. I'm not. Okay. I'm more into the food and how I could get more people to eat healthy, make it appealing, make it tasteful. That's where my passion lies with it. So that's so interesting to me because I'm on the other side of the spectrum. Like yep. I could care less. I mean, I know the nutrition is important and that's probably the most important piece than the actual physical. Yeah. But my, my expertise and my love of it lies in the whole movement, you know, any sort of body movement. Exactly. So that's very interesting. Yeah. From exactly. the total yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm totally with you. It's just not, you know, where I want to spend my time. Like, you know, I already have to hear enough excuses about health food. I don't want to deal with all the excuses about working out. <laughs> And then you compile the two, and you're just ready to run and scream and pull your hair out like, ah! Yeah. Okay, so then that brings us to your books, because I know you've written a couple of books, too. Now, is it two books? Let Talk about your books, and then talk about what each one of them is about. But I was I was unclear on whether it was two or three books. Yeah, it's two. I mean, I, I'm toying around with a third, but after I did my first one, I said, oh, no, I'm not writing another one. And then the second one happened, and I said, oh, no, definitely not doing another one. But, um... <laughs> You'll accomplish a lot. <laughs> sure. So what happened was my friend, she introduced me to someone who was an author at the time. And mm-hmm. um, so she brought the idea to me and she's more like holistic type of stuff. And I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. regular average everyday healthy person. So she was like, Hey, we should write a book together. So I was like, 
me write a book? Like, I, I never want to be no author, <laughs> you know? So we got together. We, I mean, we worked really quick on it. And basically it's a meal plan and a food diary all in one. So it's called yes. Melt Into Your Kick-Ass Body. Because nice. we didn't want people to feel, you know, there's always a connotation about losing weight and eating healthy. So we wanted to put a spin on it, like, you know, melt into that body, baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Give it a little enthusiasm behind it. Yeah, I thought you had a brilliant twist, too, on um, when you had a nutrition program, but you also have like an accountability program. Yes. Mixed into that somehow. Just talk a little yeah. bit about that because I thought that was such a brilliant twist on it. Yeah. Um, so with accountability, that's at the end of the day, that's really all people need. Um, and then sometimes people are, they look to their family, spouse and people like that to help them with the support. But sometimes you don't get it from them and you can't be mad at them. You know, they've heard you say you're going to go on this kick five million times and they honestly don't really care. Like just show them like, you know, they're over it. So what I do is this is what I live for. I live checking on you. Like, did you eat this? Did you do that? Like, cause this is what I get paid to do. Like I like them other people that don't care, but I I honestly care more about what you eat nine times out of 10 than you do. And, um, you know, that's because I'm annoyed with that approach. So do you find like people find that approach annoying or do you, do you feel like some people aren't getting back with you or they're trying to avoid you or they really appreciate the fact that you're trying to keep them accountable? I think it could be a little bit of both. It's probably a little annoying because number one, it's an issue that you have and you can't hide from yourself. So like you can dodge me and you cannot, but at the end of the day, you, you know what the situation is. And, um, sometimes there as an adult you don't really have to answer to anybody and that's sometimes why we are in the predicaments that we're in because we don't have to answer to anybody and so anytime somebody is more accountable for something they have to take an inventory and take a stock of where they are where they where they want to be and change is hard for some people change is hard but change is inevitable it's always going to happen um so I you can make it happen for the good or you can make it happen for the worst yeah, part of it. it. It is. But I find most people appreciate it. It sometimes is an adjustment period. And at the same time, I'm um, I'm really to the button, to the nose about things. But I'm also, hmm, I like to say. What the hell does button to the nose mean? <laughs> that is a new one to me. You know, I just make up stuff. Uh, you know, don't some of the old the rag dolls have buttons for noses? I don't know. Listen, I, I make up stuff. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so they appreciate it. I knew I was going to love you so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're so crazy. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> I was seriously getting ready to type into my urban dictionary. <laughs> like, what does urban button to the nose mean? I don't know. You know, I'm a little um, bit country too, because I, you know, I'm I'm from Virginia, but I'm also from North Carolina, so you know, I might just say something. Where are you residing right now? Are you in Atlanta? No, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Okay. I was why was I thinking that you were in Atlanta? Okay. Well, I'm not sure, but I I actually for the whole entrepreneur thing, I actually jump shop. I left my six figure job, moved to Dallas, no job, don't know anybody. So yeah, I did that whole big. Okay, wait, let's talk about that. What was your six figure job? Was it actually in computer design or website design? Yes, I was a web. I was a senior web developer and web designer wow. at the Census okay. Bureau. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that yeah. that was. Yeah. So that is really admirable. So then did you have like money saved up or did you just kind of just jump and be like, man, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna oh, go ahead yes, and jump. Ma'am, I, I'm a saver. Number one, you ask oh, anybody yeah. that knows me, <laughs> they'll tell you she is a saver. She I, like even and it started when I was little, like my mom used to give me money to go on a um like on a school field trip or something, she'd probably give me like $5 or something, or, you know, something like that, $20. I don't know. I think $5 was a lot back then. So I think she probably gave me $5. And like, I would probably come back with $4.50. (laughs) Because you just wanted to hold on to the money. That's certainly a very uh, rare thing, especially in today's age. Yeah. So did you plan on it? Or did you just say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into this and do it until because you were a natural saver yeah wasn't it it wasn't like you had to go get a loan or anything like that you just knew that you were going to have the money to do it and you felt safe and go ahead and making that leap well well number one 
I'm I'm very I'm very confident in the skills that I have. Number one, I have nine and a half years experience in computer science. Number two, mm-hmm. two secret clearances from the DOD. Like, I mean, I can get a job anywhere. Like, I mean, and I'm a, I'm quick. I can learn fast. So I wasn't worried about finding a job at all moving to Dallas. I knew that the pay might be different. I mean, I didn't know it was going to be that different because I was looking for jobs and they were like offering me $30,000. I'm saying, like, what now, huh? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> um, you want me to do what now? And I got all this experience and um, that's what you're going to offer me, like, straight to my face? Like, huh? So, uh, I mean, and even when I graduated from my master's in 2005, I worked at the United States Patent Trademark Office for 57000 So, and that was over 10 years ago. So, Say what? <laughs> you've been doing. You've been at this for a minute. Because how old are you? Can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 37. Wow. So you've lived so much of life just at 37. Because that's still really young to me. Yeah. Well, you only get one shot at this thing. <laughs> no, really, what you're doing. Time. I mean, I don't want to even laugh about it. Like what you're doing is just so admirable because you're not even. Um, you just no hesitancy. I mean, I, I, uh, what it looks like on my end, I'm not saying you don't hesitate and you don't think twice about all the stuff that you're doing, but the way you just hit, headed into tights and, you know, and I can't remember right now. It's like, um, you're the name tights presenting, yeah, which I think is a beautiful thing. Cause I was like, I've never heard of, um, anyone, any, that, that sort of title from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so presenting tights by Velma Canada. How did you come up with the name for that? Well, um, well, number one, I'm not a sewer. I don't sew. So, uh, you know, it was a way to just say, you know, this is like I said before, it's like, this is an extension of me. So I'm showing you the things, number one, and I'm not going to lie. I'm showing you the things that I like. These are the things that I like that I would wear seven days a week. If I could wear if I could put them on my arms, I put them on my arms. Like I just like them. Cause number one, I like bright, fun stuff. Um, right. and I'm cheap. Like I said, I like to save money. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I want to, it's nothing, nothing wrong with like $190 pair of leggings. I just don't, even when I made six figures, I wasn't buying that. Right. Because I'm going to get sweaty and I'm a funk. I, I mean, I'm just going to squat it out. I'm going to be like, I mean, really? I mean, seriously, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I've heard people say that before too. And I'm, I, you know, I know what you, I know what you're referring to, but it was just, it's a really big thing for leggings. Like leggings yeah. is a really big thing. So what made you think that good, especially now that there's so many people coming out with different types of pairs of leggings because now it seems as everywhere you turn, there's a pair of leggings or someone's coming up with a company that is starting off with their legging company. Because I know several of them. So what made you think that, did you feel like the marketplace was crowded or did you didn't even think twice about it and you were just like, I'm doing this? Well, I started three years ago and I, I actually didn't pay. I'm one of those people, I don't pay attention to what other people do because that, that will affect me. So you were like a perfect entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. No, I'm, 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 like there are things that I fail at, you know, that I don't, I don't always, I mean, trust that is me. still a perfect entrepreneur though. Failing is like perfection to me. Yeah. Cause the fact well, the more you know that that's not working. So yeah. let's go, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. I don't like to look at what other people do because because I have, I mean, I have really high standards for myself. And like I tell you, like I'm very goal oriented. So if I'm sitting there looking at somebody else's, um, you know, leggings company and they have six models in the shoot and they have like video, like adult video, like I'm going to be jealous. And that's the truth. I'm going to be jealous because I feel like I could be doing the same thing. But the one thing. But no, the difference is, let me just say this. I'm sorry. I want to keep interrupting you. But the difference is the fact that you can admit that to yourself, not feel bad about yourself or that person. And what I'm saying is that most people are not like that. Like they're not very, um, they can't admit that to themselves and move on and be like, well, I'm me and they're them. I'm just going to do what's in my, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing and they're going to do what they're supposed to be doing. And comparing somebody's chapter 22 to your chapter two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you're just like the perfect entrepreneur. I just think that's amazing. That's an amazing thought, you know, thought process. I mean, because it's really real. It's like, I'm jealous. But when I, but I don't look at it 
for long and like, oh my God, like I'm so jealous. My life is over. I, number one, I right. look at it and like, oh dang, I'm jealous. Like, cause that could be me. But number two, I know it costs money for that. It's capital. Like, right. you know, the and I look at the quality of stuff, like the quality of the videos, the quality of this. Oh, they put a little bit of money in this. You know what I'm saying? So I understand if somebody has a really dope video or really nice marketing campaign, I know that there's money behind that I may not have at this time. But the other thing is right. I am always desiring to get to the next level forever and always. So if I see something double, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna save that. I'm a you know, I, and I'm also creative too, so I'm gonna take that and figure out my own little spin or take just one piece from it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's dope. So if you're not a sewer, like you don't sew, you've never had any sewing experience, like your mother, your grandmother, any of that kind of stuff in your life. Have you had any sort of exposure to it? Like, how do you come up with your minds and your ideas? Actually, my, how my, how my business is set up is I search for vendors for p- other people who design. So I'm basically like, a Walmart or I'm like a 7-Eleven or I'm like an Amazon. So I let all these other people do all the hard work. But I have, but the other thing is if you don't have an eye for other people's work, you could have a store full of leggings and they'd be the worst designs ever, worst quality ever. So, you know, you're not really in business. So if you don't have my eye, you don't have my knowledge of what will sell. You can't do what I do. Okay, so you're saying you're ordering from other people that are already designing them, or are you helping out with the design and you have ideas that you can go to with someone who makes the design that helps you help make a design come into fruition? No, that's a different business. That's a different business, and that's something that in the future I will get into. But as 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 far as this one woman show right now, <laughs> no, ma'am. So I work to bring other vendors a different type of exposure and I put them on my website. Oh, nice. That's so yeah. nice, Velma. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do though. I mean, literally 7-Eleven doesn't make the Sprite. No, but you know, it's just, okay. I think this is why you do so well because, and this is just my own confession. This has nothing to do with you at all, but I think, you know, I was so focused on success, success and trying to make myself successful. And then all of a sudden I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to start putting other people in the forefront. You know what I mean? Like I want to start helping other people get exposure, regardless of whether I get anything out of it or not. I just want to start giving to people. Cause I was trying to build this platform where I could just have this huge platform, but it was going to be for myself. And I was yeah. like, you know what, what is that going to do? I don't know what shifted in me. Maybe it was you that helped me make that shift. And oh, I just wow. kept looking at what you were doing and I kept looking at you putting these other people in these tights. You know what I mean? Like putting other people in the front and people were taking these pictures of these tights. And I was like, you know what? That's what it's about. And it's not that I didn't have that in me. I'm just saying that it was the wrong focus for me. So you're really teaching me a lot. Just, well, I mean, thank I- you. but it definitely takes time. I know for me, my other friends are, um, so the, so I'm a very different type of person, a very different type of friend. I am friends with a lot of nice people because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I am, I get, a, I got this from my mother, but I'm very straight to the point. I mean, I have tact. I like when people get to the point. I'm not, I don't, I don't do all that sugar coating, none of that stuff, but I'm a lot of fun <laughs> and stuff like that. But I, you. I am friends with a lot of nice people so that I can see how to be nicer. And for me, I'm one of those people. I'm very observant. So I observe a lot before, but I right. have friends that are just, they're all nice to you on day one. I'm nice to you on like month three, month six. I got to <laughs> see how you move. So, um, I learn from them and they, my, a lot, my friends are sharers. So that's how I learned to share and to be comfortable with that. And number one, I'm an only child. So oh, okay. um, have a and little polar opposite of that too. Right. I'm one of 10. Yeah. So, you know what? So whenever somebody else shares your stuff or shares things with you, you as, as human nature, we're more inclined to share back with that person. Right. When somebody treats you nice, you know, you tend to treat them nice. Right. So I've learned through that process to share and also to collaborate. I think because I I mean, I'm, I feel like, and I mean, I know you shouldn't say this because, you know, I believe in God, but it's like, you know, I feel like anywhere and anything I've ever accomplished in life has been because of me. 
and I didn't need anybody else's help to get to where I am. But then there comes a point where like all of the stuff that I want to do, I can't do it by myself. I knew, I know I need a team, you know, and I know I need connections with other, you know, people that bring things to the table. So it has been a journey to the whole collaborative effort and the sharing of ideas and all the other kind of stuff. Because for me, I'm a person who I don't ask people. I go out and I find the information myself. I learn how to do it myself. I, I, I do it myself. So for me to get to the point to be able to share that and people share things with me, it has, it has been a journey. So I didn't just wake up like that. <laughs> oh, okay, good for you. Because I was wondering, because I'm that same person. Like I, I have to do it myself. I have to know everything. I have to be everything. And after that gets very exhausting. And, I, and you know, I'm so glad you mentioned God too, because I, I think, you know, at one point you just kind of tie God's hands because you're trying yeah. to do everything on your own. And it's not until you get to that point where you're like, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> like, I yeah. cannot do this anymore. That he's like, oh, thank God. Now I can actually perform something in your life without you fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. essentially, because you're just screwing everything up and you're trying to do it all on your own. And that's just, that's just not how the world works. But I mean, at least you found it out a lot sooner than I, because I'm just now honestly making that discovery. Uh, and it's less, it's a lot less lonely when you let people into your life or you let people help you out. And, I married someone who's exact same way. So it's just very difficult when you have two people that are together and you don't want anyone to help you out. It's just stupid. So yeah. now it's just opening up your life to other people and let, like you're saying, making collaborations. And, um, and this won't be the only thing that I do with you for sure, especially now after talking with you, but just trying to team up with really great minded people. Exactly. And trying to do positive things that makes it's so much stronger that way than just trying to do it all on your own. It is very much so. Okay, so let's talk about your grocery run because you had a supermarket sweep in there, a pantry sweep, a meal prep. Now, this is like a VIP. I know we've already talked about your books and stuff, but are these services that you're still offering? Yes, I am in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. Um, So, of course, I have services that help people out. And, you know, for me, my, my client is that typical average everyday person. That's who I target. The person who doesn't eat a lick of vegetables. Like that's who I'm going after because I mean, it's just so important. And I don't want to target somebody that already eats healthy because they don't need my help. They already there. They already juicing three times a week. Like what do they need me for? It's the person who gets up and eats Snickers for breakfast is who I want. That's who I want. Because Number one, either they don't know, they don't care, or they don't show about what's going on inside your hood. (laughs) (laughs) Taking it back for people who know that reference. Just know, just know everything can be edited because I, I'm trying so hard not to laugh at some of the stuff that you're saying. I was like, I'm just going to keep prolonging this interview. Okay, so. No, no, really, no, really, I go after those people because number one, people. All of the myths. People feel like it's expensive to eat healthy. They feel like it's overwhelming. They don't know what to do. They're so used to eating a certain type of way. They think it's going to be nasty. All that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's a challenge to me that I look forward to because number one, I know the way I know how to get you there, but there has to be a process. So what I do is I do the grocery store tour. So we go to the grocery store. I know they tell you that just shop the perimeter of the grocery store in real life. You're going to go down those aisles. Okay, because you don't want to get that two for six dollars. I understand. I know. (laughs) And it seems so much cheaper, but it's so just terrible for you. Yes. So I show you how to shop. And number one, didn't I tell you already? I'm a budget queen. I I know how to spend a dollar and people claim that shopping healthy is so expensive. Well, number one, why are you buying grapes for four ninety nine a pound? Hello. Of course, it's going to be expensive. Like you, you have to learn how to shop. A lot of people don't know how to shop. Number one. Right. So I teach you how to shop, read labels, all that kind of stuff so that you know what's in your food. And a lot of people don't even know. They just pick up stuff and they they just, you know, go. So I do that. I also. So it's not a virtual thing. You only offer this for the Dallas Fort Worth area. You don't have, if anything, that's virtual, correct? I mean, if you want to fly me, I'll be there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, money talks and a, a flight gets me there. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, because locally, you know, I can't get to, if somebody wants to serve as North Carolina, I mean, I can't get there. It's not a virtual, um, unless. 
hey, you just might have sparked a new idea. I was going to say, you know what, because you're because you have that, but you have the perfect combination of having the background in the computers and having to be able to translate everything online. Like I can see you switching that off, which of course brings me to the next question is what is your vision for your company? Are you just going to stick with the tights? Are you going to try and make a conglomeration? Um, like how are you going to tie everything together or are you just going to try and pursue one? Or are you just kind of still feeling stuff out? So it's funny you say that. Cause what I normally tell people is um, I help people eat healthy and I help them look good while they do it with my leggings. That's me. Um, I don't ever want to have to give either of them up. However, the focus right now and rightfully so because it's holiday season is are my leggings and then number two when the new year hits then it's nutrition because that's when everybody's on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and there's some things that i do during the holiday season to keep people on track like i usually will offer like a meal plan i'll either do like a 21 day challenge on like through a facebook group or i do a meal prep challenge i actually did a six week meal prep challenge back in September and it went through the beginning of October and it went really, really good. And what that was is number one, meal prepping is a challenge for people and they feel overwhelmed. They feel like they have to cook for a whole week at a time and they don't. So what I did was I broke it down and I gave them lunch options and dinner options. I gave them two. I also gave vegetarian and vegan options. So all they had to do was to make it and then to post it every week for six weeks. So they didn't have to work with anything. Right. I had the menu. Yeah. I gave them the recipes, everything for the whole month and a half. They didn't have to worry about anything. They tried new foods. They loved it. And, um, you know, made uh, with it, substitutions wherever they need to. And it was really helpful mm-hmm. for them. So I loved doing that. So I'm thinking about doing it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at going uh, into, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a 21 day challenge, but I'm going to do some sort of challenge because I also sell a product too. That I would love to have people experiment with the products and just kind of help them along the way. Yeah, that would be good. Really good. Okay, let me ask you some in-depth questions here. And remember, anything can be edited. <laughs> so I'm not going to let you take nine hours to answer. No, I'm just kidding. So what? What are some questions you really wish someone would ask you and never do? Nothing, because I'm I'm one of those people. I don't just give out information. I don't volunteer information. As much as I'm an extrovert and much as I am fun and fun, I don't offer any information about myself unless asked. So I definitely don't have an answer to that. <laughs> At least you're honest. I think you do. Yeah. Because... I mean, I think you talk to enough people. Do you do a lot of interviews? Um, no, well, not not particularly. I think um I think I am now starting I think the efforts and all the work that I've been doing is starting to maybe get noticed a little bit more, but no. Yeah. I mean, Gary Vee is not asking me to show up on his podcast. Well, this or, definitely you know, won't be your first one, that's for sure. I'm <laughs> so glad that I am one of the first. Because I'm telling you, like, you just have got the goods. Like, I just think that you're going to take off. You've got the personality. You've got the body. You've got, you know, these fantastic products. You're putting the people in the forefront. Like, you're servicing people. You know what I mean? Like, you're a sharer. Yeah. You're not trying to hold anything back. Like, I just think that, you know, the sky's the limit for you. And I've just, I've loved watching you grow. I really just love watching you grow. Yeah. Think you're doing really amazing. Okay, sorry. Next question. No, no, no. Before, okay, so let me ask you, let me turn it around on you, Velma. What do you think is the next growth thing for my business? Because you said you've seen it grow. So, what do you think Tights presented by Velma Candidate will do next? I think that. Um, and I don't want to mention any of the bigger name companies. Yeah. But be- because of the fact that you have so much, um, uh, you have such a great eye for the product. Like your product is not like, not like anything else that I've ever seen. And what women are really looking for is they want to look really good, but they also want a lot of cute stuff and personality. Um, like the Lego leggings that you had and some of the other stuff that you've been choosing. I think there was one, one of your latest ones was like a purpley, I want to say it was a, uh, it was a scenic 
nature scenic type yeah, of Delta gold. Where do you get purple from? <laughs> purple? <laughs> I can't remember. No, there was some purple ones in there somewhere. Oh yeah, I don't think it was yeah, more recent. Yeah, but it was like a, you know a scenic something. Yeah, and uh, but your stuff in there, and you had this cape, and then you had that uh, netting bra, like all of the stuff that you've been showing. I'm like, oh my god, that's <laughs> this stuff is so because people were looking for more personality because a lot of the stuff that has been represented now there's not there's just people are afraid to have the personality because women are always afraid of looking um bigger or not like they really want to look or they don't want their cellulite to show through or any of that kind of stuff and so i mean you are tasteful in that way but you're not like so safe that it's boring yeah um and the stuff that you're pairing together with the jackets and um, there was one recent one that I told you that I loved a lot. And I think it was a white set. No, it was a gold set. That was the gold set. Oh yeah. Um, and you were just sporting it. And I was like, look at Zelda. She is killing this game. Oh my God. So the fact for a, that you are using yourself as a model to actually model the stuff. And there was another one. There was another video that you made that you were dancing. Mm-hmm. You, did, you did like a dance and you were shaking down your body and then you turned and you just kept kind of did like a 360. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. I think people can see you in the tights. They see that you love it. They see your personality and they see the personality in the tights. Like, I think that, um, at least me and my interest and the fact that you're fitting, you know, the smallest woman to, you know, a three X, I yep. think he goes larger than three X. Yes. But the fact that you have such a range in there that you're accommodating every, like, that's just so much that nobody seems to be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I'm thinking your next step is a continue doing what you're doing. And then you have to add like, some sort of workout segment to it because you're so fun. Like your personality is so fun. Like people are like, Oh my God, I want to wear these tights and I want to work out with films. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think that tying those two things together, making it look fun. Yes, it is fun. Yes. She's got a fun personality. You could do it. Everything online, sell, you know, videos of you working out in the actual tights that, that would be, the next step that I see you going in. So you still trying to get me to be a, fit, a personal trainer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know enough to know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of forgot about that tidbit. I went off on that tangent. Uh, I said, okay, so no, but you know. Well, then, there we go. Wait, no. So then that would be a good conglomeration. That would be you and I teaming up together. Look how we just did that. Yeah, we absolutely could. I'm so serious. That would be fun for me because I'm enjoying so much. I'm trying not to. (laughs) I'm trying not to waste your time here because I have so many other questions. Let me just ask you one more. We're conversating. (laughs) I just think you're fun to talk to. Okay, so let me ask you another question. What would what would you would you be willing to share something about yourself, about your journey, about who you are today that you've never shared before? Oh, because you're an open book, you know. Am I really? <laughs> so maybe there's not really anything that's been unsaid for you. Well, um, I'm trying to think something about my journey that I want to share that people don't know. Yes. Um, about who you are today? About who you am today? Ooh, uh, I'm not you. Are. well, <laughs> entrepreneurship makes a man or a woman out of you. Um, I am not an emotional person. Okay, so yeah, I'll share this. I'm not an emotional person. Like it takes a lot for me to go there, and that's probably from childhood. But I'm not an emotional person. However. This entrepreneurship has me feeling all kinds of feels. I mean, happy, upset. Like I post like a really nice pair of leggings and nobody buys, nobody likes it. Like, and you know, you wanting to cry because like the way your credit card bill is set up and um, you feel like you're doing so much work and nothing seems to be working the way you want it and you're not at profit land 
However, you know, with a startup, because technically I'm still a startup, even in year three, you know, you don't make profit. Anything you get, you put back into the business. So I, I would say that this has made me feel a lot more feelings than I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, all over the place. Like, I'm telling you now, like, if I wake up in the morning, I don't have no sales. I'm like, oh, man. But then if I if, if I get out the gym and I saw I got a sale, I'm like, oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. Give me the sale. <laughs> like, and I'm doing the twerk dance and everything. Like, you know, it, it is, it is, it, and that's why in the entrepreneur real journey, you have to have other entrepreneur friends. Like, actually, oh. When, yes. when I moved to Dallas, like I, t- I didn't know anybody, but all of the friends that I have are business owners. I do not have a single friend that is not in business for themselves. Guess what? Because this is what I'm focused on. I'm focused on making it. I'm focused. I, and I'm, when I say making it, and I, I really mean making it. Like I'm going to make oh, I know. it. Like the, right. I can't see through this little wooden forest, but I know I'm going to be there. Like I, I see that. And and you want somebody to surround you that's not going to talk you out of that or tell you that's a pie in the sky dream. Yeah, because I, I I have people in my life. Well, and I I don't deal with people who don't. Um, now, everybody don't have to see it for you, but there's ways to support. And if, if somebody's always telling me to, not to do something or to don't go after or maybe you should, I, I don't I don't want to talk to them. I, I, I don't because it's it is hard and I can only talk to another entrepreneur who knows and another thing that I do right. because these days are hard is like I listen to a lot of other business people and it makes you feel okay to know mm-hmm. that you're not the only person I mean like for instance right now I think I may have you know two thousand dollars on my credit card for my business now I don't like to be in debt. Like I paid off my student loan, like within like a few years after graduating. I mean, I paid my car loan off within two years. Like I was putting $900 down a month on it. And my payment was only right. $230. So I'm saying, I don't like to be in debt. I don't care what it's for. Right. <laughs> but that's another thing in business. You have to get used to that because you're always putting up costs, hoping to get the return later. It's always a risk. Not only that, you never know when you might need a pile of cash yeah. too. You know what I mean? So it's like you always have to be prepared because yeah. um, that opportunity may not come your way yeah. again. And like, I, I don't like having credit cards or any of that kind of stuff. I don't like being, having any kind of debt either. That's not how I'm living right. right now. But, you know, being in debt or any kind of debt for me is just like, I feel like I'm yeah. just... <laughs> it is real. And some people are comfortable with that. Some people are comfortable with that. I, I don't operate like that. They lie. Yeah, <laughs> but in business you have to get comfortable with that unless you have capital, unless you're using other people's money. So that's the thing. Right. I listen to other people's business stories and stuff like that when people have I mean and even some of my friends who have med spas. Now, they have to buy like serious equipment and lasers and all that other stuff and they mm-hmm. their credit card bills are way more so I'd be like, "Okay, my little $2,000 ain't nothing." So I feel better, <laughs> you know? Um and, then and it you sounds can, like you can knock that out pretty quickly anyway. What'd you say? It sounds like you could knock that out pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, and it's not bad. It's just that I, I just, I, I don't like, I don't like that. Like you know, and um, and another thing too is just like even Ali, I listened to like the Phil Knight story, you know, the, the Nike dude. So even him having like Michael J- Michael Jordan on, you know, as a ce- celebrity endorser. Even at that point, he was still like a million and something in debt trying to make payroll. And so, you know, that kind of makes you feel good. He was like, well, dang, he had Michael Jordan and they Nike was still in debt. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I guess, I guess it's all about your perception and how you view. Because I'm sure Nike, because of their reputation, it's not going to be difficult for them to... To make that up, you know? No, this was back in the back in the back in the day, I'm saying. Like, oh, when I'm saying, I, when I listen to other people's stories to make me f- know that I see. I'm not alone right. in the debt and that this is a part of business. And there will be times when you may be in debt, you may be bankrupt, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know? So that's what I mean. It's going places. Yeah. You're going places. Yeah. 
All right, let me ask you one more question. What's the favorite part of being Velma Canada? Or what's the favorite part of doing what you do and why? Well, <clears throat> the okay, I'm gonna do I'm gonna give you both answers. Number one, the favorite part about being Velma Canada is my outlook, my and just I just wanna have fun. That's that's just it. Like people say that, but um so if you hang out with me, I'm not the serious person. I'm going to try to make you laugh. I'm going to try to have a good time. Like, that's just me. So that's that's probably the the best part of being me is that it's always going to be fun. Um, the best part of doing what I do, ooh, it's, 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 it's still fun, but um, trying to find a way to make money and help people with an offering. It's a game. Trying to help. <laughs> because I'm thinking about everything. I'm thinking like, you know, when I'm at live events, I'm thinking about, you know, through my food and nutrition. And um, they all stem to get people to live a healthier life. And um, the two facets of it, one is fun and one is... um. What is a word called when it really touches your heart? Um, I'm going to say emotional, but you're not, you're not but an no, emotional no, that, type. But, but, but actually, that, that's the thing that bothers me the most. The thing that bothers me the most is when people don't eat healthy or people don't care about their health. Like, that really bothers me. Like, I, you know, it, it, does it bother you because you're... You're trying to bring under. You're trying to understand why they don't want to make healthier choices, or no, um, just the fact that you're feeling bad for them and the choices that yeah. they're making. It just makes me sad that they don't know. They don't. They're not aware, and they don't care. That that's uh, what makes me sad. It re- it really does. It makes me sad. They don't know. They don't care, and they're not aware. That that is yeah. really what I, I'm sad about. Because if you if you really knew, you just you just wouldn't be eating that hot dog. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You need to watch a show called 600 My 600 Pound Life. Oh, no. I was obsessed with this show for such a long time because I couldn't understand at what point do you stop eating because you're, you're so big that you can't get, you can't move out of your room that you're in. And so I just, part of me just wonders, like, at what point do you say enough is enough? Because a lot of these people have to actually change their lives around if you follow their story. Yeah. That is possible to change your life around even after that. Um, but not without a lot of intervention. And I think that's what it is with most weight loss is like, you have to learn what the intervention is going to help. Like you have to have intervention that, you know, is going to work for you. And I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. There's, just, there's many ways to skin in a cat and what's going to work for one person may not work for you and vice versa and on and on. And that's why I don't judge. So whenever I see somebody, I never judge. Like I, there, because number one, after working with so many people, there are so many different reasons why people are the way that I they agree. are. I never come yeah. from a place like, oh, look at them. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no. Whenever I see somebody, I'm like, oh, I want to help them. Like that's, that's what I see is like, I wonder what's going on with them. There's nothing you can say to them either that will make, I mean, you don't want to be that extra negative voice in their head either. Exactly. Like you're just not, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And it's not going to make them feel any better. It's not going to solve their situation. I mean, if you can help then you should help them, but it's not going to make them any better. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you, Velma. This has been so much fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to release this. 